You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Ghoul Friends podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're back. (laughs) And Caitlin is specifically back because she just got back from a work trip. I sure did. Where'd you go? We went to Raleigh, North Carolina. It was oh, hot as ass. I was about to say, because it's summer here in good old New England. It is, and Tuesday, traveling to Florida, so I'm going back to <laughs> southern Florida. You're just used to sweating by now, I, I think. Know. Man. Well, it's funny, I was thinking about it, that you went to Raleigh mm-hmm. on this trip, because it's actually really close to our topic for today. I was in the homeland. You were in the homeland, and before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about the food of the good old South, because... <sighs> There are no words to tell you how jealous <laughs> I was of your photos while you were traveling. Tell us, tell us what you ate. Give, give well, the we went down. to the Mellow Mushroom, which is special to us because that's where we met. It is not in Raleigh, not in Raleigh, but the restaurant. It yes, was delicious. And I was mm. like, should I tell her? And I was like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> Shout out Mellow Mushroom. Hashtag tie dye pizza. That's what's up. I know they don't even have it anymore though. Oh, that's right. I know oh, it was a bummer. Damn. When you go in, I think you can ask them to make it. Like, yeah, especially you just start crying. And we got the like truffle. It. With, like, mushrooms, and it was, like, Ooh. it was bomb. <laughs> it was yeah. really good. Mellow Mushrooms, what's up? If you have one near you, you should go immediately. Yep. Like, get in your car and go. It really is amazing. Then we went to the janky-ass Bojangles. <laughs> Brought oh, back some memories. Oh, my God. I love Bojangles. <laughs> Another southern staple. The, the tea is sweet. The biscuits are greasy, and the chicken is spicy, <laughs> and it's delicious. I love that when you, like, eat the biscuit, like, the sandwich. Yeah. And, like, you just automatically have, like, lip gloss. You're like, mm, my lips are nice and <laughs> And there's like a grease, like it's just grease. Slotch on you. <laughs> when I was in college, my best friend, um, shout out Laura, would we would go get Bojangles and we would literally sit in the parking lot and eat it because we were just too antisocial and probably too raggedy, like looking to go into the Bojangles. We usually eat it when you're hungover. Yeah. It's, it's just like it brings you back to life. Yeah, that is one thing I do miss about the South. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of the South. What are we talking about today? Charleston. Charleston, what up? So, why is Charleston so important? Well, it's where you lived and grew up, Mm -hmm. and we met there. Yes. Um, I just thought it was some podunk little town when I moved there. I'm like, oh, Charleston, South Carolina. Now, remember, Caitlin was coming from Maine. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, South Carolina, no way. Um, But yeah, no, it's um, very special to us. It is. We got married there. It is. Met there. We did. Couldn't wait to get out of there. Now we're out of there. And <laughs> we're like, like let's go back. back. <laughs> Except it's hotter than hell in the summer. So yeah. my thoughts and prayers are with anyone in the South right now <laughs> getting through that heat because I feel you on so many levels. It is. So Charleston's the topic. And, you know, something that not a lot of people know is Charleston is incredibly haunted. Yes. Wicked haunted, to say mm-hmm. it in New England terms. Um, I don't think if you go to downtown Charleston, you're not going to find a building that doesn't have some sort of ghost attached to it i mean there was a haunted dorm on my college campus not my dorm thankfully (laughs) there was the house we lived in my senior year was haunted we'd hear footsteps all the time creepy it is creepy so you know there's just so much to talk about and it's just it's an incredible place i don't think we can recommend going there enough no right back to raleigh though i went we're going back now (laughs) You like talk about, about Charleston back to me. <laughs> no, we I went and saw Lindsay, my friend from college. Yep. Shout out and Lindsay. I didn't realize that our dorm was an old hospital. 
Oh, you haven't told me this. Yeah. What? And so she was telling me about her dorm room that her, they used to have, um, oh, tacky, you know, in college, you have like the Christmas lights around your room. Okay. So she had the Christmas lights up and they started like flickering and she's like, oh, that's weird. Mm -mm. And she went to just go unplug them and they were unplugged. Holy shit. And so her, (laughs) yeah. And her roommate, um used to, like, antagonize them and be like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And Lindsay was like, I'd sit in my corner and be like, it's okay, like, I'm good. And so they went away on Christmas break, and when they got mm-hmm. back, only her roommate's stuff was, like, trashed on the floor. Like, all her pictures had fallen and, like, smashed on the Is ground. Is this a real story? Or you Yeah, no, no, I'm serious. Because you really haven't told me this I, oh. before this episode, so I'm just trying <laughs> okay, to... that's my bad. But no, like, no, she actually yeah, told me that when shit. I was there. Yeah, she told me the story of their dorm, oh, and I was like, oh, my God. Now, they was she in the same dorm as you? Like, yeah, I mean, you saw you many. There's yeah. one dorm. Oh, okay, so like, is it co- like female and male dorms? There were like floors, like the oh, like okay. first two floors were female, and the like bottom floor was male. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever have anything? No, like nothing. Interesting. We had like a rickety old like heater that would like clank. Like someone to be fair, like, those sound like they're <laughs> possessed at times. But that was it. Yeah, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Oh my like, god! Oh, you yeah, go, why? Lindsay, for not like <laughs> egging it on is like rule number one. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Okay, sorry. We can go back to Charleston, but no, I had to throw that in there. With that the dorm room. is an interesting yeah. story. Wow. Um, yeah. So let's go back to Charleston. Let's go. Would you like to start, or would you like me to start? Let's, you should. You should go. That's your okay. hometown. It is. It is my hometown. I grew up technically in the upstate of South Carolina, but moved down for college and stayed until we met, got married, and then moved out. So it's a really special place to me. But to give some facts on Charleston, for those that don't know, it is a wicked old city. It was founded in 1670. Um, Originally, it was the capital of South Carolina because it was located on the coast. So it was a very profitable um, port location. Um, Another fun fact is that the first shots of the Civil War were fired in Charleston on Fort Sumter, and that was in April of 1861. And you can still go to Fort Sumter today. They take you out by... Fairies, and I highly recommend you don't do that in the summer because you will literally (laughs) melt. Not kidding. But my story is about a specific place in Charleston. It's one of the many churches, as we all know, the saying is you can't throw a rock without hitting a church in Charleston, um, called St. Philip's Church, and it is located at 142 Church Street. It is very beautiful. We've seen it Mm -hmm. multiple times. It's tan-colored. It's huge. It kind of just arches straight up. It's very, it's one of the iconic landmarks. Like when you see aerial views, you will be able to pick this out. So the church was founded in 1680, um, very close to the founding of the city itself. And attached to the church is its graveyard. And you can still see where some of the oldest patrons and the founders of the church are buried, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So the story in question, um, to understand it, we have to talk about pretty present times and then go back to understand why it's significant. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, All let's right. go. I'm putting on my Charleston ghost tour <laughs> hat. That is like one of my dreams. I always wanted to be a ghost tour guide. I thought I'd be really good at you it. You would be good. You would be good. <laughs> so hire me bulldog tours if you're listening. Um, so this starts with Harry Reynolds and he was a local photographer um, based in Charleston and he was in downtown photographing the city It was getting towards the end of the day, and he made a decision to head over to the graveyard at St. Philip's and get a few shots in the dusk before the sun set. So to do this, uh, the gates had been closed. Usually the rule is in Charleston that at dusk they close the gates so you can't walk through. But he decided he was going to put his camera kind of through the iron fence Mm -hmm. to take a few shots and, you know, see what happened. Mind you, this was in the 80s, I believe, so that 
there was no digital. You could not see what you had just taken. This was all on film. So he does that. That's great. Um, he probably goes about the rest of his evening. I would assume he went down to East Bay and had a lovely dinner and a beer down at the many uh, restaurants down there. And basically later went ahead and developed the film. And when he did that, he noticed that in the graveyard photos, there was one specific photo that shows what looks like a woman. And she kind of looks like she's wearing a robe and she's crouching over a gravesite, but she's transparent. You can see through her, but it's, I mean, it's very clear that it's female. So his first question was, you know, what, what the hell? Um, he kind of assumed that Kodak had tampered with the film And so he reached out to them and said that he wanted to have testing done to see what exactly had happened with the photo. And they Kodak tested it and came back and basically said, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, tests prove that we didn't do anything to tamper with the photo, but whatever you took a photo of, that was in the photo when you took it. Shut up. I know. And this is in the 80s. I mean... (laughs) You know, I, I think we think of photos now when we have our iPhones and we just click a photo and see it immediately. Yeah. But you imagine how unnerving. And no Photoshop. Right. And no Photoshop. <laughs> no no filters. And you know I love me a filter on my photos. Um, no, to see that weeks later and it's eerie. Well, and if you Google the picture, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no questioning what it is and what you see. Right. It's and crazy. I'll put it on the Instagram account, too, so that mm-hmm. people can look at it. When you do a ghost tour in Charleston, you no doubt will go to this church and they will show you the photo. Yeah. And it's it's insane to look at. Uh, so obviously, after seeing this, Reynolds decided that he had to know who the woman was yeah. and who the grave marker was for. So he began to research. And in doing so, he found out that the gravestone belonged to Sue Howard Hardy. And she was the wife of Gaston Hardy. And they were both active members of the church. Uh, Gaston Hardy was actually the secretary of the treasury for the South Carolina Railroad. So mm-hmm. high up. Yep. He was also one of the founders of the church. So they were very important people, to say. Mm-hmm. They were very involved, big donors. And she gave birth to their child in 1888 and sadly passed away days later due to complications. And the baby was also stillborn at birth. Oh. And she was only 29 at the time. So it's very sad. But then Reynolds took a look at the date of her death and then the date of him taking that photo. And this is kind of where things click into place. No way. Yeah, there is. No way. I already know what's coming. Yeah, I already know. (laughs) So the picture Reynolds took was in 1987. That was 99 years to the day of Hardy's death. Wow. You want to talk about being in the right place at the right time? (laughs) Like, holy shit. That's crazy. What? And the crazier thing is that to date, she's not been photographed since. That is the only photo that has ever been captured of her. And the funnier thing is that obviously this is a big story in Charleston. It's kind of, it's a big headline when you do the ghost tours. So people know about it. And the church, it's funny, has never really acknowledged that this exists, that, you know, this photo. photo. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's actually a placard right outside the graveyard that we've seen. And it has a sign on it, and it basically says the only ghost at St. Philip's is the Holy Ghost. So they're not having oh, any of it. Like, they're not interesting. feeding into well, the ghost. Well, it's the South, so. Yeah, it's true. But it's it's interesting. Um, and a lot of people speculate that she was actually buried with her child, which uh, okay. I have done some reading. I wasn't able to confirm that for sure, but... There is some theories that at the time it was not allowed for a child who was not baptized to be buried in a church graveyard. And since she was stillborn. 
Right. She wouldn't, oh, the baby wow. wouldn't have had a chance to be baptized. Interesting. There is um, one version of that story where he actually sneaks the baby into the casket with her so that mm-hmm. they can be buried together and that she's crouching to visit her child, which just makes it so much more so sad yeah. and um, kind of endearing. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good That's one. A, that is a good one. It's one of my favorite ones. That is a good one. Yeah. That is such a pretty church. Oh, it's, it's always beautiful. something like we see when we go there, like landing in the plane. Like you, that's uh-huh. just like, it's, you just see it. It yeah. just sticks out. Yep. If you land at Charleston, you will go right over downtown and yep. you will see it. That's awesome. Yeah. Good story. Thank you. Do you want to go? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, mine's a little darker, I All guess. Right. Um, it's I like dark. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Lavinia Fisher. I know you know yep. who she is. It's a big story in Charleston. Yep. Um, so she was born in 1793 and was executed in 1820. Um, she's what most people would say um, the first serial killer in the U.S. So and she's female. A female serial yeah. killer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so her and her husband, John, mm-hmm. owned a like hotel kind of inn called the Six Mile House. Yep. Um, and it was conveniently located six miles outside of Charleston. Well named. So they <laughs> and they kept um, a lot of travelers, a lot of businessmen coming in and out of Charleston. It was right. kind of their last stop before you know going in or just taking a break. You know, as they go out. Yeah. Um, so well, they also housed a lot of outlaws. Which I never knew either, so like they were kind of sketchy from the beginning. Yeah, all right. So she was beautiful. She was very enticing. Yep, she was a hottie toddy. And she they kind of thrived on like lone travelers, people that were traveling alone. If you were in a group, like you were good. But if you were by yourself, like you gone. So they were crooked. Yeah. This is gonna get sketchy from the sounds of this. Okay. (laughs) So she would have, you know, the people come in and say, you know, your room's not ready yet. Here's some tea. And she would kind of kind mm. of seduce them, but just she make just small talk. some good southern hospitality. <laughs> you offer your guests a drink. That's right. So she would give them some tea, and she would spike it with oleander. Oh. <laughs> and so oleander is native to South Carolina. Yep. But very toxic and makes you not feel very good. Yep. So she would <laughs> feed them the tea, talk to them, and then eventually their room would be ready. And they'd go into their room and... She'd wait a few hours, and they would typically... Die, I would assume. Uh, not always. They Ooh. mostly would just get really ill, and so they'd go to bed. Yeah. And just kind of retire for the evening. And they would go in their bed, and mm-hmm. after a few hours, Lavinia had a lever that she could pull, and in this one room, they only housed these lone travelers in one room. Oh. Because it was booby-trapped. Oh, no. And she had a lever, and oh, no. she yanked the lever. The bed would fall through, and so there's two different stories. There's Ooh, one story okay. that says there were spikes on the bottom, okay. and so they'd fall into the spikes and die. Yep. Other stories say that John, her husband, was down there waiting for them to fall, and he'd just, like, take a shovel and, like, bash their head and kill them. Ouch. Okay, so neither one ends <laughs> well. <laughs> all right. No, no. They all died. Um, so the story kind of comes to an end, like their reign of terror comes to an end, um, after a guy named John Peoples. He was traveling through, and he stopped by at the Six Mile Inn. Um, He was by himself, so Lavinia kind of did her thing and just said, your room's not ready yet. Here's some tea. Mm -hmm. And he hated tea, and so he didn't want to be rude. That's like the only Southerner ever to hate. Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't sweet, y'all. That's true. Fair (laughs) enough. All right. 
So he didn't like tea, but he didn't want to be rude to her. Yeah. Because um, she had just been super sweet to him and nice. And she went into the other room and he had dumped it out and just kind of pretended that he had drank the tea. Did he do the thing where he dumped it into a flower pot? The flower like <laughs> shriveled down and died. And he was like, oh, nope. In my research, I did not find that story. But if I had to guess, Fair that's enough. probably exactly how it happened. Okay. Yep. So he did not drink the tea. Right. So he didn't get sick, didn't feel ill. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lavinia was kind of like interrogating him. He said he kind of felt like she was pushy and he felt like he was going to get robbed. Like he felt like she was talking about his money, talking about his wealth, where he came from, what he did. Sure. Um, So he just got kind of a bad feeling. So he decided... I think I'm just going to put this, you know, they had like a wooden um, chair in the room yep. and he just kind of put it in front of the door and just sat there in case someone was trying to come in. He oh, was sitting in front of the door. smart, sir. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so he had fallen asleep in the chair and a few oh. hours later awoke to this loud like crashing noise and realized the bed had fucking fallen through the floor. Oh, that's an odd experience. <laughs> to like, what to. the fuck? Yeah. So he opened the window, jumped out, and like Hauled booked ass. it. Yeah. yeah. And so he rode into Charleston and alerted the authorities, and that kind of sparked oh. kind of the beginning yep. of the investigation mm-hmm. into like what the fuck is going on at the Six Mile Inn. Yeah. Um, so as you know, they eventually were found guilty yep. of it, um, and they were sentenced to death. Yep. So they stayed at the old city jail, yes. which we toured. Yes. So there's a couple of stories recommend. here. Yeah. Yep. Great tour. It was really super creepy. You can see where Lavinia Herself. was. She where she stayed. Yep. yep. Um so she it was a little over a year that they were in the jail. Okay. Before they were executed. And about 2,000 people gathered to watch their execution because they were being executed on the same day. Wow. And Lavinia started, like, she was nuts from the beginning. Well, clearly. Um, But she was stating to the judge, like, you can't hang me because I'm a married woman. And it was against the law to hang a married woman. Yep. And the judge was not having any of that. He's like, (laughs) and that's why John's getting executed first because there's no law against saying a widowed woman can't be hanged. (laughs) So this judge was taking no shit. He was, uh-uh. You gone, girl. You gone. <laughs> so it's the day of the execution, and mm-hmm. John actually was very... He never really apologized, but he he claimed his innocence. He still to the, you know... He, oh, wow. Up until his death said he never okay. hurt anybody. He never killed anybody. Like, yeah. He just begged for mercy, and... He didn't get it. He Nope. He, he was hanged. Yep. And... Lavinia shows up in a white wedding dress, <laughs> gets up to the top, and they say, you know, your what are your last words? Yeah. And she... And this bitch said... <laughs> her white wedding dress said, if you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me and I'll carry it. And then she jumped. Wow. And hung they herself. They didn't... Yep. They didn't even <laughs> pull the... What is it called? Um, the lever? Or like yeah. to drop the floor out? Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of oh, what it is. Okay, okay. whatever that no. is. They didn't pull it. She, she just jumped, jumped and she was. Bye. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And that's such a, it's a good story. And it's, again, one, like you said, one of the most famous ones probably from Charleston. It really is. And you remember the time that we went, it was when my mom was yep. visiting us in Charleston yep. and we did the tour and it was obviously like late at night. It was so spooky and creepy. Mm-hmm. And we were in the room that her 
cell was in, you know, it's kind of wide open now. It's not like her actual cell. No. If you remember, it's kind of the room. They're like, okay, her cell was right here. And then all of us, you know, for like dramatic effect, like they cut all the lights off and it's pitch black. Yeah. And like everyone was kind of like jostled and, you know, but it was kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden my mom just goes, who poked me? (laughs) And like, we all started laughing, but the lights came back on and like, nobody was behind her. And it was like me to one side and my aunt Diane on the other side. And we were all like kind of laughing at her. And she like, she was adamant. She was like, somebody poked me. Like I felt poked. That's interesting. (laughs) So it's said that many people have experiences or pictures and just things. And they think it's Lavinia because she's still pissed. Yeah, and, you know, shout out to Bulldog Tours, who runs that tour through the jail, because they're fantastic, great guides. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did one in college, because this jail, by the way, is located conveniently two blocks behind my freshman year dorm, (laughs) so that was very common for us to walk back there. I heard once that the very a lot of people uh, will smell roses in the jail because apparently Lavinia wore rose scented perfume, oh. and it's a very common like occurrence for them to smell rose in the jail. Um, also, you know, just bad feelings. The tour guide I once went went with told me that he would have people that would get to the door and just couldn't go in, just wouldn't, and just say, they would say, you know, I don't want a refund. You can keep the money, but. I won't go in. And that's a very common thing for people to just get to. And I will say this, as someone who's not not psychic, not a medium, not anything, but as a sensitive person, it's very hard because it's so heavy. What well, is heavy? And there was the big fire mm-hmm. in the jail. Like yep. There's a lot of death and obviously hot Pain. southern summers. I couldn't imagine being oh. in a concrete no. building with no airflow, no, I mean, it's no just running water, no sanitation. Stifling and just, I would die. I and was dying have, in the AC. <laughs> and you have to realize, too, with the rate of infection and the lack of medical care at the time, I mean, it was just... You almost wanted to be executed, I would imagine, because it was easier than just having to die of infection or thirst or hunger. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a heavy place. It's a dark place, but highly recommended. Highly recommended. Yep. That tour. If you're into it, go for it. You will enjoy it. And I heard actually they're, uh, turning that into office space. I don't know if you saw Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Supposedly. Uh And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that's going to go very far. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. It is. It is. That's one of my favorite places in Charleston. I wonder if you'd be able to tour it still. I don't know. I know that an architecture school, I think, had owned it previously Mm -hmm. and that the students had used it for whatever they were doing and basically had a lot of things happen while they were in there. I'm sure. (laughs) But I I would hope they still run the tours because it's very interesting. It was a great one. Um, Mm -hmm. Lots of history and just couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah. That was a good story. I'm glad you chose that one. She, yeah, it's always been interesting to me, her yeah. story. It's just like, she's a bad bitch. She was a bad bitch, but she was like Running a real shit. bad bitch. Yeah, like, was. don't do not do that. That's don't not good, do that. children. <laughs> oh, man. Well. Well, good episode. Yeah, these stories have made me literally want to book a plane ticket well, right now. Go. So let's do that. Um, <laughs> let's go to Charleston. No, I love Charleston. We love Charleston. We will probably do more episodes just because it's such a fun thing to research, and we know a lot of these stories kind of at hand anyway but we've told you enough about charleston you're gonna have to get on google for now (laughs) for now but if you need any recommendations or you want to go to charleston you can always hit us up because the food just like the ghosts are amazing (laughs) um there's a couple ways you can reach us we now have an instagram or the gram (laughs) 
as my sister would call the it. cool kids say now. The gram. Uh, you can find us at Ghoul Friends Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us. You can find us at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations. Send us your ideas. We'd love to hear them or your experiences. We love a firsthand ghost story. But I think... I think that's going to do it. I think okay. so. All right. Well, we'll sign off for now, but we'll be back with you soon. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we are your ghoul friends. Bye.